You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today's case study of the week showcases 12 months of launching from an offline business owner taking their business online. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, my beautiful listeners? How the heck are you? Thank you so much for tuning into a case study edition here of the Mind Your Business Podcast, where I love to showcase extraordinary entrepreneurs doing extraordinary things in their business so that you can learn, grow, and be inspired by everything that they're doing. They're here to show you proof of what is possible. Today is no exception. My friend Sarah Soret is here. She's a kick-ass dog trainer down in Southern California, and she is a busy, full-time, offline business owner, wife, and mom of three, who uh, in this episode showcases her first 12 months of taking her business online. The ups, the downs, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. We just lay it all out there for you and all the takeaways, all she's learned, and everything in between. It's so good. We get into a conversation around the different types of launches, like what it's like to do a challenge launch versus what you're going to hear a lot of our students doing now is live launches. What is that? And how could I do that? Well, you're going to hear all that and more on today's case study episode. So without further ado, let's roll that tape. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with my good friend, Sarah Surrett. Sarah, how you doing? I'm great, James. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm excited to get into your story. Let's just start with that really quickly, real simple. Tell us, uh, what does it do? Who do you help? How do you help them? Awesome. So I am a certified dog trainer and I specialize in helping coach puppy owners using safe, positive, and humane methods, how to train. So they really can just stop feeling disappointed and stressed out by their, their new puppy and start feeling confident that he will behave no matter what the circumstance. I love oh. that. And it's positive. Positive with a A-W. Yep. <laughs> I love it. That's so cute. Okay. Well, this is fantastic. And look, there's so much I want to get into today and have you share because we're going to kind of take a look at the last of like 12 months, which for a lot of people is like, we could even frame, if it's fair to say, your first 12 months in online business. I think what really helps set the context for that is you have a very successful and busy full-time offline business. You're a mom with three kids and you're starting a brand new business online. So where do you really want to start here to kind of kick us off? I think kind of jump back maybe, well, it's almost been five years because I'm in my first year, but my husband and I had this brilliant idea of taking our business online and my dad by trade is a producer and an editor and a video and stuff. So he's like, let's do some video and come up, you know, and we'll film your dog. And so that took all of eight hours to get one <laughs> 
one, sh- I feel like yep. one shot and I, I was just like depleted. I'm like, really, yep. this is what it's going to take. And so then I kind of started poking around and that's where I found you and the YouTube guy, I, the YouTube guy yeah. yeah. and uh, through a friend. And so my husband's like, see, this is what you're supposed to be doing. So fast forward four years of sitting on my butt mm-hmm. and doing nothing. I finally, you know, I bought DVD and I went to your, your live event. And then from there, everything started to kind of fall into place. That's so awesome. So what would you say had you finally pulled the trigger and launched? Cause you launched for the first time in April. What caused you to finally pull the trigger? Well, as you say, the action is in the transaction. So that was part of it. And going to just being surrounded by, you know, other like-minded entrepreneurs who had this great idea and, you know, they took that idea and ran with it. And who was I to be any different? Mm, Um, And so really setting those small steps to achieve, because what I was doing before was like, it has to be a hundred percent completed. You know, that's what was perfect. That was what was preventing you from launching earlier was like this, it had become this too big of a thing in your head. Yeah. Not to be only per- the oh. video. Yeah. And of course, yeah. if you have a full-time business and other responsibilities, those are always going to pull you away. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And I, I was like, I started to climb the hill and was like, you know, sliding down, <laughs> yeah. couldn't climb up. Yeah. And so I think really, you know, well, and becoming part of a, a community really helped light that fire under my butt and, and setting little dates to do things by, you know, I created a, an opt-in my first, you know, free puppy guide. And then that helped me build some momentum and, and then having fun realizing it, you know, as you go along, you know, this, it can be fun. It doesn't have to be all work and you see the success through those little small steps. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you did your first launch in April, which was a challenge. What was that experience like? How was that? You know, I love the challenge because I am a past beach body coach and I did challenges all the time. I ran them. I participated in them. So it was kind of like, why not do this? I, yeah. I know how to do it. I'm comfortable with it. And I had a blast and I realized that I gave just too much information that was mm. probably overwhelming puppy owners, because for me, it's like second nature, but to realize how much they have to complete in that short amount of time, I think was unrealistic. And so it was a success. Don't get me wrong. I served 11 amazing people and I had a blast doing that. Well, that's, that's 11 customers, but you had more people go through the challenge. Mm -hmm. So a bunch of people went through the challenge would you say that feedback overall was positive even just from, from doing the challenge? Yeah, I, I still have people reaching out and, and emailing me back when I send out tips and you know information on dog training and they're still with me, you know? Mm. And if they unsubscribe, I bless and release them and that's okay. That's good, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you, I think this is worth noting too, is then you did another launch this year. So again, like I just want to reiterate, Busy offline business, mom, wife, three kids, two launches in 12 months or in this year. 
but this time you switch to a live launch. And this is something we're starting to share more and more with. You're going to hear more and more of our case study episodes of our students and clients that are doing this. Can you explain a little bit about what the live launch is, how that's different, and even your experience of doing it that way? Yes. So the live launch, I did do my challenge live, you know, with slides and stuff, but it was more of a short term five day challenge where there was a clear beginning and end and transitioning to the live launch series. I chose three particular days where I put together more content on, you know, why is it important to use safe, humane training methods with your animals? And, you know, what does that look like in success stories and case studies? And I had, I even had a past client hop on live, which was awesome. And she shared her experience. And so it was just, it was honestly, it was less stressful because it was spread out and had time to enjoy the process a little bit more for me, you know, no judgment. It's not that I wouldn't do another challenge. And the live launch is a little bit, for me, it was a little longer. So I had everything going on for a two week period. So I was able to build more relationships and have more time to follow up on people and see, you know, where they're at and what struggles are they having. So the live launch was a great experience, but you know, what I found was I changed several things from when I did the first launch. So, you know, going back to assess what was working, what wasn't working, it was a little bit more difficult than I had thought it would be. (laughs) She changed the price, the offer changed a bit. We changed the medium from a challenge to a live launch. So there's so many different variables on here. And I told Sarah, and I'll share with all of you guys, that when you're going from launch to launch, you really want to be mindful of how much you change. Because if you change a bunch of things and the results change, whether for the better or worse, how will you know what caused the difference? And that's really important. Everything we look at is an experiment. It's like, hey, this worked. Let's see what happens if we do this. Let's see what happens if we do this, right? All things else remaining the same. So I'm curious, would you, uh, would you go back to a challenge or a live launch for the next one? Which one do you feel like is more your speed and what your audience is best for your audience and your offer? You know, I would have to say a live launch because I think my audience, especially with young puppies, they're very busy and they need time and they need time to process. And it's very overwhelming for them already owning a puppy. So I think, you know, spreading out some more time like I did with the live launch and then, you know, refocusing on the content that I gave. However, I will tell you yeah. that nothing is wasted, right? That's the benefit of all of this. I if love that learning, you said that. Yes. Yes. Right. Nothing is wasted. I actually repurposed my challenge into a mini course, all that content that I get. My dad was like, what this is like, this is incredible, Sarah. You've got all this content. What you yeah. gotta, this has got to be a course. And so I repurposed that. And although, you so know, as a, as a paid do, course, well, I'm going to actually use it as a tripwire now. So I'm okay. repurposing that as a, well, no, I lied. No, I was going to use it as a tripwire. Now I'm going to do it as a paid mini course. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, what a, what a brilliant thing too. Of course, nothing's wasted. I think that's such a big thing. Like, what a waste of time or energy is like, or <laughs> you could say, what did I learn here? And how can I reuse this, repurpose this, take this with me with everything that I did do. And I love that you're doing that. I'm also really happy that you're loving the live launch because what I get a sense with challenges and 
You're just going to hear this more and more from me, folks. I'm actually not a big fan of challenges. I think they're fantastic list builders. And by the way, you had you tripled the size of your list this year. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention yeah. that. What yeah. was the big indicator of that? And then we'll get back into my challenge gripe. Well, I was consistent with my engagement, not only building my audience with content on Facebook and Instagram, but also having a couple freebies to build that relationship with people. So I was able to awesome. grow that and lead that into my launch. Beautiful. So challenge, I'm sure the challenge helped build some audience as well. It was a list builder. But not, I think maybe 300. It wasn't huge. And this time I tripled that, I think, or so. Great. With the live launch. What a lot of people see is that a challenge is like a great list builder. It's like, yeah, I want to participate in this challenge. But if you heard in a lot of what like Sarah is saying, the challenge can be overwhelming for not just the challenge creator, but for the attendees as well. They're busy and it's like, you got to do this thing every day. And if you don't, you're behind. And then we bring in the whole argument of where's the messaging in your launch? Or is it all just do this, do this, do this, stay busy, take action. So there's not much messaging. Or if there is now it's like, they've got to watch a 10 minute video and then go do something. And it just seems like, a lot. And we tend to see, and I'm just reporting facts, folks, that a lot of our members that are doing challenges, they tend to have the lowest performing metrics in any of their launches. Whereas we do see a lot of members that are switching to a live launch model, which is very exciting. And all of our BBD members that are listening, you now know we've released the live launch process inside BBD. So you can follow, you followed that, right? Yep. Pretty simple. Tootie. I love that. They're seeing higher engagement, and more fun. Actually, that's been the biggest thing is people saying this is the most fun launch I've ever done. This is like the most highest energy and exciting. And like, that's how it should be. It's like a performance. It's a, an experience. It's a show and it should be fun for you. So what would you say are like for anybody who is thinking of like doing a launch this way, a live launch, what would you say is uh, any tips, advice or feedback that could help prepare for someone or or make it the best launch yet for them? Yeah, definitely prepare ahead of time. You know, over the years, I've really discovered that procrastination is like fear with a hoodie on just like hiding under there. Totally. Yes. (laughs) Because yeah. And so really don't wait to the last minute. That's for sure. Because there is a lot to think about and you want to iron it out. You want to minimize and really get your key talking points down. And that's definitely an area that I'm going to look at honing in on is Mm -hmm. my messaging. And I would love to do a eight part, you know, just like a pre-recorded video series. That would be awesome. I would have so much fun with that. But at this point, I just did the live, you know, live launch where, you know, I have slides. And if you're doing slides, you know, the other thing is prepare your tech, you know, really understand what you need. And if you're not familiar with it, make sure you're practicing ahead of time because in the moment, you know, something goes wrong, you want to know what to do. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. We're really loving that, that model. And I think you guys are going to hear more case studies in the future of people that are using it and having fantastic results with it. So keep an ear open for that moving forward what's on the horizon for you? Like, what are you looking at next? Like, what are the next steps? And a year of this, you've, you've been able to pull off two launches. You said you're going to do the live launch again. Is there anything else on the horizon 
for you? Yeah. So I'm going to definitely be launching my mini magic mat course, which was my challenge. And it's just kind of a, I think it's really important for people to get a taste of who you are and what you do. And so having them be able to practice and incorporate the skills and framework that I offer without having to jump into the huge program at first is going to be a, a wonderful offering. So that's on the horizon as well as several more launches. So I can really hone in, you know, which is which areas need the most work to convey my message the best. Cause you know, if you have a successful offline business, it is not the same because you're not in front face to face with your clients. So there is a little tweaking, even though it's, you know, my offline is super successful and we have, you know, filled classes and privates and all that good stuff. You know, there's a lot to consider when you're looking at the online stuff so you can, you know, meet your clients' needs as best as possible. What what has been that? I know I attract a, a lot of people that are have an offline business that are transitioning to online. What has that experience been like for you? First, from the like the marketing standpoint, what was it like marketing and getting clients in your? Because you're not in San Diego, is that right? I'm in San Diego. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. You know, what was it like getting clients to that business and getting fully booked versus marketing online? Well, it's interesting you ask that because, you know, I've been training dogs for a long time. And so all my business is referral based. So, yeah. you know, you kind of have this little mindset of like, well, then they should seek me out yep. online. So, <laughs> right? It's so good. I just want to pause here for a moment because <laughs> I cannot tell you how many people who have had a successful offline business have had that same mentality. Right? It's like, I didn't need to really market myself. If I just do great things, people will share and referrals will come. <laughs> And they think that if I just like put up a website that that'll happen online and how's that yeah. working for you? Right. So, yeah, exactly. so you kind of realize you know, that like you had to learn marketing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And best advice is don't outsource it. Learn how to do it, mm. which is again, a, a lot, you know, if it's not your forte, but you'll feel so much more confident once you've experienced it and you're ready to pass it off because I'm, then you can really look back. I'm so glad you're saying this and I'm going to toot your horn by tooting my own horn in saying that <laughs> I have a pretty darn good track record at this point. Like if I could bet on people like as, as like a, like if I was going to invest in them like a stock, I would have pretty good stock picks and I'd have a pretty good success rate and I would bet big on you. And if there was a way I could do that, Thank but you. here's one of the reasons why. Who was it I just... Oh, yeah. We just had Brett James. Uh, so I think his episode oh. will be before you. And, and he kind of came in around the same time as you. Maybe the exact same launch. And the same type of conversation that we had with him is coming up with you. So this is why I do these. is because success leaves clues. And here's someone who has a product or a program, you know, and there's millions of people with online courses. You know, that's probably underestimate, right? And... <laughs> There's the same information to anybody that goes through the program, but then why do some people get results and most don't, right? Why do some people go on and use it while most don't, finish it while most don't? And what you're speaking to is something that is so important and worth saying, which is the little things that I look for if I was going to like bet on people and their success is that I see a lot of people who want to start a business, run their own business, and an online business, which is like this type of business, folks, just wake up to the fact it's 90% marketing. 
That's what this business is. It's 90% marketing. And I hear people say, can I just hire someone, which is exactly what you said, don't do. And that's this is why I'm spending some time here. Can I just hire someone to do my marketing for me? Can I just outsource marketing? He's like, that's 90%. And you're saying you don't want to learn it or know it. You're in the wrong industry. And I'd rather tell you what you need to hear than what you don't want to hear, even if the truth hurts. But those, and Brett was an example, if you listen to his episode, when something wasn't working, he leaned in to the problem to figure out why it wasn't working so he could get the answer and solve it. You've now gone to two BBD lives in a year. Is that correct? Yep. You've gone to the uh, our influence framework workshop. So I see you as somebody in a year, as busy as you are, with as many commitments as you are, is like you are obsessively, in a healthy, good way, learning <laughs> and learning and growing and willing to do what it takes to learn these skills at a deeper level so that you can have what it takes to build the business that you want. And that's what it takes. Like, and if someone just wants to say, just build my business for me, that's fantastic. But you know, good luck, good luck finding somebody (laughs) that's the challenge with that kind of scenario is that most people that would do a great job are going to charge you like a gajillion dollars anyways. Like if someone came to me and said, James, will you, do our marketing and like launch our program, I'm going to ask for 70% right up front because it's 70% of where the revenue is coming from is the sales, the marketing, the copy, the messaging, how you're getting the traffic, the Facebook ad strategy, the social media strategy. The 30% is the delivery on the program. And so just keep that in mind that somebody that actually knows what they're doing is going to ask for a lot. And you're either giving a big chunk of your money away or a big chunk of your business And if you chose instead to do what Sarah's doing, which is learn these skills yourself, you are now developing skills and creating mastery in a set of skills that I believe are some of the, in business, the most valuable skills that you can have. So they're of high value that will stay with you. And like everything we teach is principle level. So, so whatever the landscape or anything changes, like what we learned at the, what you learned at the influence framework workshop, that's not going anywhere. If the internet even crumbled and crashed tomorrow, that doesn't change. And I love those things, unwavering truths. So anyways, I went on a whole diatribe here, but I think it's really important love it. <laughs> and I'm glad, but I'm just glad you said that don't outsource your marketing. Any other tips advice from a year of launching and figuring this out and taking the business online that you want to offer to somebody else that maybe has been sitting there hesitant to pull the trigger and now it's time for them to do the same as what you've done. Yes. Two pieces, actually. First, I want to say that from going to the influence workshop, I now, just because we're focusing online, I mean, I'm turning around and coaching my offline associates on how to do this, you know, and how to speak to offline clients face to face better instead of just answering questions. Right. Very good. That's an objection. So I had to throw that in there because I think it's just so valuable. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. But words of advice would be. You know, I'm going to relate it to dog training because that's what I do. Yes. Great. Metaphor. And when, when people get frustrated, they have this big expectation and you've got to just take baby steps and slice and dice tiny little pieces. Like you're chopping up an onion or peeling <laughs> the layers off 
to get into that one piece that's going to be successful in that moment. And then you can build on that because it's going to compound over time yeah. as good behavior will. That's really the other good. piece. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. The other thought I had, I also took away from the recent influence workshop up in Orange County. I can't remember if you said this or one of the gentlemen in the audience, but you'll probably remember. And it's really, you know, when you're in the moment and you are on stage, so to speak, stop looking at that door back there, wondering who else is going to walk in and look at the people in front of you who you can serve in that moment. I think that was like, yes, because we get so stuck on what else, who else, right? you know, what more? And you really want to celebrate and be grateful for those successes that are right in front of you in that moment. It's so, so true. And, and to expand on what uh, Sarah was referencing is we use this metaphor of like a performance or like, let's say you're doing a, you're doing a show on a stage in a launch or a promotion or anything that we do. It's kind of two things. It's like, get people into the show, get people into the room and then do the performance. And I've seen a lot of people that get ready to do their performance and they're looking out in the audience and the seats are half filled and all they can focus on is the empty seats. Right. And what does that do to your performance? How does that affect your performance when all you do is focus on who's not there? Mm -hmm. Instead, somebody took the time out of their busy life to give you a portion of their life, a portion of their time, their effort, their energy and attention. And they don't need you worrying and frustrated and disappointed and complaining. They need you giving them 110%. I think that's just so important because it's so easy for us to look at somebody that's been doing it longer and has more numbers and more results and Mm -hmm. always notice that you are coming up short. But the fact is we all started at zero and we're all running our own race. And you comparing yourself to others is just one of the worst things that you can do. Learning from others, being inspired by others, using it positively to help us and serve us and feel good is great. But just always looking at what's not there and what's wrong and what could have been and what should have been and having those mismanaged expectations doesn't do anyone any good. Not you, not your audience, not the people who showed up and it'll probably prevent them from buying. When people hear what I am saying, most people say, yes, that's true. But then you'll get in your launch and you will do the exact opposite of what I just said. And that's the difference. Who cares how much you know if you're not using it? The real rubber hits the road when it is go time for you and you're sitting there living this, operating this way and being the example of the knowledge that you've learned. And that's what separates those that go on to achieve extraordinary results and those that keep saying, I don't understand what what other secrets do I need to learn? It's not about learning anymore. It's about applying what you've already learned, implementing it, living it. And so you're doing that. And I just wanted to acknowledge you. I think, I think this has been an incredible growth year for you. You've been able to accomplish and achieve so much. And I hope you see Sarah, what I see in you is that you have planted seeds Mm -hmm. as we all do with the launches that we do, with the ideas that get implemented, with the actions we take, we plant seeds. And in time, those seeds grow and you've seen the evidence of that growth. But as the saying goes, the fruit is the last thing to grow on the tree, right? 
that ripe fruit is the last thing that that tree bears. And it takes time. If we're going to dig up the seeds a month after we plant them, you know, what do you think you're going to get, right? So, so much awaits you. And I, I hope we'll get to um, do a version 2.0 of this at the end of next <laughs> year to see what 2020... I'm going to hold you to that. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm ready for it. So, yeah, because uh, I think you're just set up for so much more success. And it's been so awesome yeah. getting to know you and what you do. Any final words before we wrap this up? Get out there and have fun and keep doing your thing because it's all about you. Don't worry about other people, right? So great. Sarah, where can we find you and learn more if we want to get some puppy training? Yes, puppy training. So I am at at get positive, P-A-W, like a dog's paw. <laughs> yep. Everywhere, everywhere. on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and getpositive.com. And we're going to so. link all that up in the show notes. Please reach out to Sarah, you guys, and let her know which part of her story and her journey of 2019 had the biggest impact on you. How did Sarah inspire you today? She's taken time out of her very busy schedule <laughs> to be here to support you guys. So thank you, Sarah. Appreciate you being thank here. Thank you. And thank you to thank our you. to our listeners. Appreciate you guys being in here, tuning in to another episode. We'll see you all next time here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be, so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.